0: Natural ramp that led up the steep face of the crag. After she had ascended some fifty feet, she came to the belt of leaves that surrounded the rock. The trunks of the trees did not crowd close to the crag, but the ends of their lower branches extended about it, veiling it with their foliage. She groped on in leafy obscurity, not able to see either above or below her. But presently she glimpsed blue sky, and a moment later came out in the clear, hot sunlight and saw the forest roof stretching away under her feet. She was standing on a broad shelf, which was about even with the treetops, and from it rose a spire-like jut that was the ultimate peak of the crag she had climbed. But something else caught her attention at the moment. Her foot had struck something in the litter of blown dead leaves which carpeted the shelf. She kicked them aside and looked down on the skeleton of a man. She ran an experienced eye over the bleached frame but saw no broken bones, nor any sign of violence. The man must have died a natural death, though why he should have climbed a tall crag to die she could not imagine. She scrambled up to the summit of the spire and looked toward the horizon. The forest roof, which looked like a floor from her vantage point, was just as impenetrable as from below. She could not even see the pool by which she had left her horse. She glanced northward, in the direction from which she had come. She saw only the rolling green ocean stretching away and away, with only a vague blue line in the distance to hint of the hill range she had crossed days before to plunge into this leafy waste. West and east the view was the same, though the blue hill line was lacking in those directions but when she turned her eyes southward she stiffened and caught her breath a mile away in that direction the forest thinned out and ceased abruptly giving way to a cactus dotted plain and in the midst of that plain rose the walls and towers of a city valeria swore in amazement this passed belief she would not have been surprised to sight human habitations of another sort the beehive-shaped huts of the black people or the cliff-dwellings of the mysterious brown race which legends declared inhabited in some country of this unexplored region but it was a startling experience to come upon a walled city here so many long weeks march from the nearest outposts of any sort of civilization Her hands tiring from clinging to the spire-like pinnacle, she let herself down on the shelf, frowning in indecision. She had come far, from the camp of the mercenaries by the border town of Sukhmet, amidst the level grasslands where desperate adventurers of many races guard the Stygian frontier against the raids that come up like a red wave from Darfar. Her fight had been blind, into a country of which she was wholly ignorant and now she wavered between an urge to ride directly to that city in the plain and the instinct of caution which prompted her to skirt it widely and continue her solitary flight. Her thoughts were scattered by the rustling of the leaves below her. She wheeled catlike, snatched at her sword, and then she froze, motionless, staring wide-eyed at the man before her. He was almost a giant in stature muscles rippling smoothly under his skin, which the sun had burned brown. His garb was similar to hers, except that he wore a broad leather belt instead of a girdle. Broadsword and poniard hung from this belt. "'Conan the Cimmerian?' ejaculated the woman. "'What are you doing on my trail?' He grinned hardly, and his fierce blue eyes burned with a light any woman could understand as they ran over her magnificent figure, lingering on the swell of her splendid breasts beneath the light shirt and the clear white flesh displayed between breeches and boot-tops. "'Don't you know?' he laughed. "'Haven't I made my admiration for you plain ever since I first saw you?' "'A stallion could have made it no plainer,' she answered disdainfully. But I never expected to encounter you so far from the ale-barrels and meat-pots of Sukhmet. Did you really follow me from Zorallo's camp, or were you whipped forth for a rogue?" He laughed at her insolence and flexed his mighty biceps. "'You know Zoralo didn't have enough knaves to whip me out of camp,' he grinned. "'Of course I followed you. Lucky thing for you, too, wench.' When you knifed that Stygian officer, you forfeited Zarallo's favor and protection and you outlawed yourself with the Stygians.